Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul test this morning. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of coming into your presence. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you, of the blessing of being able to call you Father. Father, I give you all the glory. Yahweh, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I magnify you this morning because you are the ancient of days. Lord, you are the Lord of heaven's armies. You are the Lord of hosts. I give you glory because there is none like you. Worthy of praise, glory, honor, and adoration. I declare this morning that you are holy, holy, and righteous, and faithful. Father, you are faithful. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. Among the gods who is like you, Lord, who can be compared to you, Lord, no idol can be compared to you, Lord. No God anywhere can be compared to you, Lord. We give you all the praise this morning. Be magnified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. In our short time here again this morning, Lord, speak to us. Let a word come alive in our hearts. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eye Nike. I am excited because it's the day is here. It's our final book of the Old Testament. And yes, the last book of the 12th prophet, the book of Malachi. I don't know about you, but it's been a blessing reading the Bible from Genesis to Malachi. Uh, okay, so the book of Malachi for a lot of people, you they've not read the book of Malachi before. They've only quoted a few verses there, the verses on divorce, the verses on on tithes, yes, tithes and offerings, and that's all people a lot of people know about the book of Malachi. But the book of Malachi not being not just the last book of the Bible, it was also the last book written, if you are counting it by dates. So as at this time, the children of Israel have, re, have, have returned from exile and, you know, they were feeling so unloved. You know, they, they, they felt they, they have wasted away. The promises of God was no longer, you know, in effect in their lives. And that was why God sent the prophet Malachi to them. So as we read the book of Malachi this morning, you will be blessed. Remember that this book is sent to the nation of Israel. Particular parts of it are sent specifically for the Levites. Yes, the Levites. Even when we talk about tithes and offering, okay, Levite themselves pay tithes. So there's a part of that that was even the tithe that the Levites should pay, not even the tithe for the whole nation of Israel. I'm telling you, big lessons to learn from here. So get your Bibles. Let's read this morning. We will try and complete the entire book, the book of Malachi, in one read. Malachi chapter 1 says, This is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through the prophet Malachi. There are those who argue that Malachi, there is no one called Malachi. The name itself does not make sense because Malachi means the messenger. So is the prophet the messenger? 
okay but still the bible calls him through the prophet malachi so we assume that that is his name the lord loves for israel he says i have always loved you says the lord ah but you retort really how have you loved us and the lord replies this is how i showed my love for you i love your ancestor jacob but i rejected his brother esau and devastated his ill country i turned esau's inheritance into a desert for jackal so we know that god loved jacob not that he didn't love esau but each of them chose as it were they chose their paths in life if you want to call it they chose their destinies they chose their path in life and jacob on his path you know had just chosen the life of his grandfather okay of his grandfather abraham okay so and that was why god loved him god loved him and chose you know that the lineage was going to come through him so it says there that esau's descendants were devastated so like i said that this was after they returned from exile so edom at this time had been destroyed he says i turned esau's inheritance into a desert for jackals esau's descendants in edom may say and we have been shattered but we will rebuild the ruins but the lord of heaven's armies replies they may try to rebuild but i will demolish them again their country will be known as the land of wickedness and their people will be called the people with whom the lord is forever angry the lord is forever usually angry with those who worship idols and that's that's what you will find you will find among the edomites or those they also called those who live on Mount Seir. He says, when you see the destruction for yourself, you will say, truly the Lord's greatness reaches far beyond Israel's border. So God was telling the nation that I loved you. I loved Jacob. I chose him. And not just choosing Jacob alone. It was a small family when I sent him to Egypt. And then he returned from there a, a, a nation, literally. Okay, and I have shown my love for you, even though your ancestors have been stubborn. They tested God in the wilderness. God says, I loved you. So, next we read about unworthy sacrifices. This is the Lord of Heaven's army says to the priests, This is to the priests, not to everybody, to the priests. Uh, a son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? Yes, okay, they were not respecting, respecting the name of God anymore. They were taking the name of the Lord in vain. Remember that they were worshipping idols even in the temple of God. Yes, it says that you have shown contempt for my name. See, but you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? Ever, they said. Meaning that they didn't even realize that they were breaking the laws of God. The, the worship of God was, you know, the worship of idols was happening right there in the temple. I, I mentioned the fact that even on the mountains where people would usually go and worship God, they were worshiping shipping the idols on those mountains so they didn't even realize it says how have we ever shown contempt for your name it says you have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar then you ask how have we defiled the sacrifices since you defiled them by saying the altar of the lord deserves no respect 
8 says, When you give blind animals, when you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. So these guys, okay, what they would not even give a master, what they would not give a government official, they will bring to God. It wasn't that they didn't have, okay, there were those who did not need to bring rams. If they don't have, they could bring a turtle dove. Sometimes they could just bring a hand, a handful of grain, okay, which anyone could have, almost anyone would have been able to afford in that you could enter any field and go and harvest that, okay? But these guys were not like that. They would rather bring the crippled animal and keep the good animal for themselves. God says, when you do that, you dishonor me. He says, go ahead beg God to be merciful to you but when you bring that kind of offering why should he show you any favor at all ask ask the Lord of heaven's armies how I wish one of you would shut the temple's door so that these worthless sacrifices could not be offered I am not pleased with you says the Lord of heaven's armies and I will not accept your offering but my name is but my name is honored by people of other nations from morning to night all around the world they offer sweet incense and pure offerings in honor of my name for my name is great among the nations says the Lord of heaven's armies so like like I said they had returned remember when they were scattered all over the world they had some of them had had the, t- the opportunity to influence people for God yes in a sense the gospel was spread the knowledge of God was spread about into the nations that they went to they went to Assyria they went to Babylon they went everywhere okay they were scattered all over the world they went to Egypt okay so they were those who accepted the knowledge of God and God was saying that you guys are this honoring me but people from other nations it says from morning to night all around the world they offer sweet incense and pure offering in honor of my name for my name is great among the nations says the lord of heaven's armies says but you dishonor my name with your actions by bringing contemptible food you are saying it is all right to defile the lord's table you say it's too hard to serve the lord and you turn up your noses at my command says the lord of heaven's armies think of it animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings should i accept from you such offerings as this ask the lord i'm telling you this morning if god does not did not accept this kind of offering from them the god will not accept that kind of offering for us today okay so our offerings are what we use to honor god you know in our lives they can be gifts they can be our our services if your offering is a service do it diligently okay don't serve god as if you are doing god a favor okay don't bring don't let your service your service be crippled yes god was telling them he says, don't let your service be crippled. Don't let it be sick. Don't let it be stolen. Yes. <laughs> don't use stolen time to, to serve God. Serve God wholeheartedly. And if your, if your offering is, you know, it's a physical thing. It's something, you know, you have worked for and you want to use to honor God. Ensure that it is not crippled. It is not sick. Let it be the best of what you have. 
And if you steal and think you can bring your money to church or you bring your money to come and honor God, as some people will do, they will steal and think by taking care of the poor, God will overlook overlook their, 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 their deeds. It doesn't work like that. You cannot use crippled, sick, and stolen sacrifices to honor God. God says, it is animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offering. Should I accept from you such, such offerings as this? Ask the Lord. Says, cause is the cheat who promises to give a fine, fine ram from his flock, but then sacrifices a defective one to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and my name is feared among the nations. Alright, so God expects us to treat our offerings, ponder our offerings, you know, God loves a cheerful giver, okay? Uh, and so we should think through our offering before we give it. Don't give the Lord anything that is, you know, that is, you know, in a sense, not important to you. David said, I will not give God anything that does not cost me something, okay? And that was why he was willing to give so much just to be able to serve God. Let's go on to Malachi chapter 2. This one is a warning for the priest. It is to the priest, not to everybody. Okay? In the New Testament, we can ask ourselves how this applies to us. But this was written specifically to the priest. Listen, listen, you priest. This command is for you. Listen to me and make up your minds to honor my name, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Or I will bring a terrible curse against you. I will curse even the blessings uh, you receive. <laughs> so somebody wants to hear a blessing can be cursed. If the Bible says a curse cannot come without a reason. So if you are not careful as a priest, remember that in the New Testament, we are all priests and kings kings of God. We are a kingdom of priests to God, okay? God wants them. I will curse even the blessings you receive. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you have not taken my warning to heart. I will punish your descendants and splatter your face with the manure from your festival sacrifices, and I will throw you on the manure pile. Then at last you will know that it was I who sent you this warning so that my covenant with the Levites can continue says the Lord of heaven's armies. And God had some very, very, very funny covenants with the Levites. The Levites were not just supposed to honor God. They were supposed to be the ones to receive the sacrifices from the people. But apart from that, Levite themselves, they pay, sacri- they pay, they pay tithe, they make sacrifices. Okay, And they were supposed to do that, giving that to the house of Aaron, the house of the high priest. Okay, And even uh, the Bible says that Levite gave offerings or paid tithe when he was still in the loins of Abraham, when Abraham gave Melchizedek his offering. Okay, So very, very important. God was telling them that you must honor honor this covenant that I entered into with you. He says the purpose of of my covenant with the Levite was to bring life and peace. And that is what I gave them. And this required reverence from them, and they greatly revered me and stood in awe of my name. Since they passed on to the people the truth of the of the instructions instructions they received from me. They did not lie or cheat. They walked with me, living good and righteous life, and they turned many from 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 lives of sin. That was when it was going well. 
7 says the words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of god and people should go to him for instruction for the priest is the messenger of the lord of heaven's armies but you priests have left god's path your instructions have caused many to stumble into sin you have corrupted the covenant i made with the levites says the lord of heaven's armies so i have made you despised and humiliated in the eyes of all the people for you have not obeyed me but have shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instruction and i'm telling you this levites were very 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 funny you were bringing a big offering to church or to sorry to the temple they will bring you to the front uh, you want to come and offer god your sacrifices and um, you are even not taking care of your present your parents they call it the coban yes you're not taking care of your parents but you want to come and off, offer your sacrifice in the temple uh, bring it no need to take care of your parents these were some of the things that the, the levites was they were doing and god said that they were dishonoring uh there's his sacrifices and his covenant with them he says for you have not obeyed me but i've shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instruction says um are we not all children of the same father are we not all created by the same god then why do we betray each other violating the covenant of our ancestors judah has been unfaithful and a detestable thing uh, and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. The men of Judah have defiled the Lord's beloved sanctuary by marrying women who worship idols. Uh, may the Lord cut off from the nation of Israel every last man who has done this and yet bring an offering to the Lord of heaven's armies. You understand what they were doing? They would do the wrong thing, eh? And know that <laughs> when they bring their sacrifices, their sacrifices will cover for for the wrong that they were doing. It, it, was, it God did not intend it to be like that. Okay, that you live, and the Bible warns us in the New Testament: you cannot live habitually in sin. No one who, who knows God, okay, can live habitually in sin. And that was what God was trying to address with them. Verse thirteen says, "Here is another thing you do: you cover the Lord's altar with tears, weeping and groaning, because." he pays no attention to your offerings and doesn't accept them uh, with pleasure you cry out why doesn't the lord accept my worship i will tell you why because the lord witnessed the vow you 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 and your wife made when you when you were young so in the old testament this is the the biggest takedown of divorce okay you find the biggest takedown of divorce in the book of malachi it says that uh the vow you you and your wife's made when you were young but you have been unfaithful to her though she remained your faithful partner the wife of your marriage vows didn't the lord make you one with your wife so you hear that marriage makes you one. It makes you one with your wife. It says in body and spirit you are ease. Did you hear that? Marriage makes you one. In body and spirit you become one. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. That is what God wants. He wants godly children from your union. So guard your heart and remain loyal to the wife of your youth for i hate divorce the lord says says the lord the god of israel to divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty says the lord of heaven's armies so guard your heart do not be unfaithful to your wife so if the pharisees had this 
why did they come to Jesus to say that Moses gave them, you know, an instruction that a man could divorce his wife? When they know that Malachi, long, 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 long after Moses, just before you enter the New Testament, told them that God, God, it's divorce. It says God, the God of Israel, it's divorce. Okay, so why would they, they were bring? They brought that because they wanted to test him, and Jesus told them that look, Moses did that. Just it was a permission. He just permitted you. He told them so. Guard your hearts. Do not be unfaithful to your wife. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him? You ask. You have wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with them. You have wearied him by asking, Where is the God of justice? Yes. So they were calling, Where is the God of justice? Why has God left the nation to be like this? Another, like, yes, they were, they, I won't say, I won't want to say that Israel deserved everything that they went through. But we always have to be very careful. In the New Testament, we thank God for the blood of Jesus that speaks on our behalf every time. But we always have to be careful. Israel was not careful. They took their eyes off the ball. They lived any way they liked. And God will continue to warn them in the book of Malachi. They lived any way they liked. Treated one another any anyhow. And God, God, I'm telling you, literally punished them. Malachi chapter 3. This one is the coming day of judgment. So let's read this and then you will tell me whether you can pick out who it is talking about. He says, look, I am sending my messenger and he will preserve, he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. I'm sure you know that the first part, the first messenger is John the Baptist. And he says, he will prepare the way before me. That's before the Messiah. Then the Lord, before Jesus, he says, then the Lord you are seeking, the Lord that Israel is seeking, will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant, whom you look, whom you look for so eagerly, is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So from the words of Malachi, they were expecting Jesus. The problem is read chapter from chapter 2 and tell me how they could yes easily have mistaken that this could not be the Messiah from what the book of Malachi tells us. 2 says but who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For it will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that blushes clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Does that look like the Jesus that came the first time, the first coming of Jesus? No, that was why they they mistook. And of course, they could not recognize him because the person they were looking for should be somebody blazing with fire. Okay, blazing like fire, no, that refines metal. Somebody that was as strong, like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. Okay, they were looking for somebody who was like a warrior, somebody who was going to help them defeat the Roman Empire that was that was in, in place then. That was who they were looking for. But we know that this description that is just given is the Jesus that is coming the second time. Okay, so the first one that came 
came in a lonely major we other saw that other prophets you know divide it separately into two the first jesus the first time jesus comes he will come as a gentle lamb okay sacrificing his life to take away the sins of the world but when it comes the second time it will be like a blazing fire it says so that uh, they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the lord then once more the lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of judah and jerusalem as he did in the past at that time i will put you on trial I am eager to witness against all sorcerers and adulterers and liars. I will speak against those who cheat employees of their wages. Did you hear that? <laughs> you cheat employees of your wage of their wages. God is watching you. He says, I will speak against those who cheat employees of their wages, who oppress widows and orphans, or who deprive the foreigner living among you of justice. For these people do not fear me, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Now, we read about the call to repentance. Verse 6, I am the Lord, I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. And I think this is where we will pray from. God does not change. We can be confident in that, that God does not change. He has already accepted the blood of Jesus. Okay, and so that blood is speaking over you right now. I am the Lord, I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Can you imagine these guys? They never realized they did anything wrong. They said we never went away. Say, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You have you are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. This was to the nation of Israel. And so in the New Testament, you cannot tell a believer who does not pay tithe that he is under a curse. It is wrong. There is therefore now no condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. You cannot be cursed in Christ Jesus. Okay? So this was to the nation of Israel. Um, it was part of their worship to God, their tithes and their offerings. And so because they were not bringing it, God told them that you are under a curse for your own nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crop will be abundant, for I will guard them from insect and disease. Your grape will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Since then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I know that I have met many believers who try to quote this and claim this for themselves. It can, It will not work for you. Yes, because this is to the nation of Israel. You have much, much greater blessings in God. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus paid the price, already paid the sacrifices. So everything that they were bringing, tithe and offering, okay? Jesus already paid with his blood. Eh? You see the tithe, the offering, everything you have, including your life, already belongs to him. So 10% <laughs> is too small, sorry. Your life belongs to him. In other words, your 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 tithe, your offering, our your worship to God. It is 
it's up to you if that is one percent that's awesome that's up to you 10 percent glory glory to god 50 percent god bless you 100 percent yeah that people would do 99 percent yes god bless you okay it is up to you but this was to the nation of israel and he told them that because they are taking it away they were under a cross he says says the lord he says then all nations will call you blessed for your land will be such a delight says the lord of heaven's armies let's run now he says you have said terrible things about me says the lord but you say what do you mean what have we said against you since you have said what's the use of serving god what have we gained by obeying his command or by trying to show the lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins from now on we will call the arrow we will from now on we will call the arrogant blessed for those who do evil get rich and those who dare god to punish them suffer no harm <laughs> so the lord promises his message 16 says then those who feared the lord spoke with each other and the lord listened to what they said in his presence a scroll of remembrance was written wow was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name i want to spend time today meditating on verse 16 i'm going to read it again it blessed me as a young christian it says then then those who feared the lord spoke with each other and the lord listened to what they said in his presence a scroll of remembrance was then opened was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name do you fear the lord i am telling you a scroll of remembrance will be open concerning you it says they will be my people says the lord of heaven's armies on the day when i act in judgment they will be my own special treasure i will spare them as a father spares an obedient child then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked between those who serve god and those who do not my prayer is that you you serve the lord in the mighty name of jesus all right let's finish this one we'll come back to chapter three and that's where we will end our reading today malachi chapter four the coming day of judgment it says the lord of heaven's army says the day of judgment is coming burning like a furnace on that day the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw they will be consumed roots branches and all <laughs> the day of judgment is coming oh did you hear jesus is coming again he says but for you but for you who fear my name the son of righteousness will rise Mm, with healing in his wings and you will go free did you hear that for those of us who fear the name of the lord those of us who are believers born again christian it says but for you who fear my name the son of righteousness talking about jesus will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture on the day when i act you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Remember to obey the law of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah 
before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. And yes, the prophet Elijah will come just before Jesus appears on the scene. He will be John the Baptist. Yes, John the Baptist will come. He says, look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Alright, so that ends the Old Testament. So you know that Elijah came before Jesus the first time John the Baptist comes before Jesus. We also know that Elijah will come again. Remember it in the book of Revelation. Elijah comes back again just before the second coming of Jesus again. I'm telling you, the Bible is such a remarkable book. Hallelujah. All right, before we go today, I want us, you know, to, to take those two scriptures, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, in, in, the, in chapter 3. It says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened. Will you begin to pray this morning? Father, thank you that I know you. Lord, put your fear in my heart. Lord, cause me to reverence you all the days of my life. Will you begin to pray this morning? Lord, cause me to reverence you all the days of my life. We also said that we will pray. Verse 6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Lord, I thank you this morning that you do not change. I thank you, Lord, because you are always the same. Thank you because you are the God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. And so because I have been redeemed by his blood, thank you because today I am your child. I give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Father, I thank you for your children. Lord, let a book of remembrance be opened concerning them. Father, for every one of us who fear you, who love you, thank you, Lord, because our names are now written in the book of life. From today, Lord, bless us. In the name of Jesus, open the windows of heaven over us. Command a blessing in our lives and let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.